everybody. Welcome to your wrong. Matt, what is everybody wrong about today? Well, Luciano, uh, as you know, we talked about Justice League, just the two of us. And then we talked about Justice League, just the four of us. And we realized that uh, our friends Chris and Spencer are very, very lost. And we needed to bring them on this entire journey of reviewing how the DC Universe got to where it is today and how they need a, a Snyder Cut to give them any sorts of life or enjoyment. So this is the first podcast of, of that sort of journey. We're going to start, start talking about Man of Steel, the uh, Zack Snyder movie that reintroduced Superman to people, I guess, even though you should be aware of him. Um, and I think with this movie, because it's the first one that Zack Snyder created, we really need to look at the casting he did because he made a lot of decisions with the cast that kind of echo through the rest of the movies right to show how wrong everybody is about this movie i'm going to show you how right he actually got some of these casting choices well before you do that you want to introduce our guest again or nah have you forgotten how to do this or what happened nah why would i introduce them My they're, God. Gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna talk in like five <laughs> seconds <laughs> the barbs that's yeah. chris yeah Hello, hello. Oh, and the leaving guy, Spencer. Good. Come on, everybody's everybody's up for board. So, okay, so let me throw this out to Spencer here, so he can come back into the chat. Henry Cavill. Okay. Yes. Best Superman or Superman? Mm, That's a that's a loaded question. I think just no in between. For my taste, I think he is the best Superman. But I understand how people could be divisive on his superman because i don't think he's what everyone wants in a superman you know you're on the you're wrong podcast not uh sorry if i offend you listen you're wrong if you don't think he's the best goddamn superman you've ever seen all right that's the energy i want to see that's that's better fight anyone who thinks so (laughs) ding ding yeah i i will i will say that i agree that i don't know if he's the best but he's a really really good superman and I will say that all of the faults with his Superman are not Henry Cavill's faults. It's the, the writing's fault, not his. Gotcha. I think we can all agree physically he is a, a oh, great yeah. Superman. He is the epitome of, uh, of an Adonis. There you go. All right, this, okay. this took a turn. Yeah, it did. No, I like it. <laughs> Listen, he is a sexy, sexy man. I, I, you know, when I watch him build computers, ooh, Lord. There you go. <laughs> um, so uh, other casting choices we have are uh, Amy Adams as Lois Lane. We have, um, oh, God. I'm Michael, so Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon as General Zod. Yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. You got a um, D- Diane Lane as Martha Kent. Russell yeah. Crowe as Jarrell. Kevin Ed- Costner as Jonathan Kent. Antija Trowy as Feora Ul. Hey, I'm not reading this. Good for you for trying that. That's great. And Harry oh. Lennox as General Swanwick slash, spoiler Man alert, Martian Manhunter. If that's true. Um, and what about uh, Perry White? You forgot. Lawrence Fishburne. Forgot Lawrence Fishburne. You forgot Morpheus. Morpheus himself. Yeah. yeah. I so, think, like, honestly, the casting in this is, I, I see no problem with it. On the contrary, really. What do you mean on the contrary? I said they're okay. great. <laughs> I said I said I don't see I on said I don't see no any one. problem on the contrary, really. Do you know English? Mm. Yeah. Uh, no. Anyway, I don't think I'll, I gotta any of say, us truly know English. That's true. 
I gotta say, yeah. the only one that I really don't think lives up to the rest is Russell Crowe's Jarrell. I don't care oh. for the way he plays Jarrell. <laughs> okay. But, ding, ding. but other than that. That, yeah. that sounds like round one has begun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because... Like the first act, we'll call it, is is the whole grouping on the whole scene on Krypton and how all that goes down. And like, unlike other movies, there's a lot going on on Krypton, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yes. a long like introduction to the movie too, right? It's like what twenty five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time, but rightfully and, so. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why? Yeah. Um, Show your work. Here we go. Uh, just polishing my glasses. So. This is the first time, and to be honest, the longest amount of time we've had in a in a Superman movie with Krypton. Krypton sets us up, right? And we all know the story, but we haven't really, unless you've watched that Krypton TV, TV series, which, I mean, I haven't. I'm curious, but anyways, this is like, this is the only chance we get to spend some time in that world. And it's a really unique interpretation. So I I, I have to say that, I mean, it still felt ornate. Uh, what with like the the character, sorry, the the costume design with like the High Council, and then like this is our first taste of getting a sense of what like what their armor and their their building structures and their technology with like the floating Kelex, almost like a cobra. Shout out to Cobra! Ah, yeah, tur- I'm turning Hi-yo. you, I'm turning you. Nice. But it's like a tech, it's like a tech cobra, right? So you know, uh, I really think, and then like the whole scene uh, when Jarl like has like going to like the, their little Genesis chambers to grab that codex. That's like a human skull, like a humanoid skull, crazy, crazy production. And just like world building for Krypton, even though we're going to lose it all. The one thing I will say is um, like the phantom zone and how they, um, how they should try to ship off Zod and the prisoners didn't feel really fleshed out enough. So apart from that Krypton and our time with Krypton and uh, uh, just like setting things up for us, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think it's too long. I think it could have stood, you know, to be a little shorter. But I'm not the, like the runtime that we spend in Krypton isn't the main problem for me. The problem for me there is how contrived everything is, and I wanted to keep to get into this because this plays out not only in this movie, but also in the fir- in the in the following movies where the the way things are set up, they're set up so that they only. Like the the story only functions if things actually happen in the way that they did, and no other way. So like nothing makes sense if if something goes out of the the actual script. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay, like please. The whole thing with um, Jarrell. So Jarrell goes in and says, you know, the planet's dying. We fucked up. We tapped all the resources. Blah blah mm-hmm, blah. Mm-hmm. Let me let me save the Kryptonian race, right? And and give me the codex, and I will figure it out. But then, obviously, Zod comes in and fucks it all up. The thing is, he goes there, like you said, Chris. He steals the the thing, and and yeah. the action scene there is fine. I, I I actually I don't think there's a lot of problems with action scenes in this movie. Um, but so then he goes there, he steals the thing, and he b- brings it back, and he goes back where he has in his home a machine that can disintegrate the thing and blend it into Kal-el. And he has a ship okay. that only fits one small baby. <laughs> Sorry, is, be... is this a baby and skull smoothie he's sending out the world? <laughs> yeah, like, that's what he feels guys are like. Against Kryptonian babies, and like this is a no, last no. ditch effort. Okay, like, I, keep going. I, I don't think it's a problem for it to be a last ditch effort, but it doesn't make sense for him to say, "I, I want to." He's their top scientist. 
exactly, right? He's, exactly. They're bred for these things. Like they, they clarified this later. But yet yep. his plan is to just get the codex into Kalel and ship only Kalel out of the planet and fuck everybody else. There was no plan to send Lara with him, maybe to care for his son or send other babies or something. No, it's just that one plan. And like if if the council had said something like, Okay, okay, Jarrell, save us. Go ahead, take the codex, the codex, go do your thing. Like nothing <laughs> that happens afterwards makes sense. And this so- is Throughout the, the prologue, really. So basically, you're saying Jorel's a terrible scientist? Or I'm a saying Jorel, scientist? Jorel is, a, is a Kryptonian supremacist, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's so unrealistic. It's so unrealistic for a government to not believe that the scientists saying the world is ending due to global. Uh, no, but they uh, believe. <laughs> That's the thing. They believe. They just they? go, eh, what you're going to do? Yeah, he, he said, oh, the you know, the resources are tapped. We have to do something, they say. They tell him. We have to, you know, go find the other stations that we had in space. And he goes, we're not going to make it. Give me the codex. They go, hey, you know, we're dying. What are you going to do? But Yeah, but those guys... Go on, go ahead. Those, I was just going to say, those guys didn't think the planet was blowing up in like a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right? another thing. How long does it... How long is it pass in that sequence? How is it days? Is it hours? I'm not clear hours. on that. Seems like Based the same day, definitely. Yeah, it's the world. It's it's the worst Kryptonian insurrection ever, based on how quickly <laughs> God got it, taken. It lasts down. like three hours, and then he's brought down, basically. Yeah, the way I read it in the comics um, was that <clears throat> that um, like when they try to do a deep dive into Krypton and what Jor-El was trying to do is that <clears throat> he sure scientists explore, et cetera, et cetera, but he was the, pretty much the only person who knew who could foresee this to come, and like even his wife Lara was like. Joel was what was right so that's kind of see i'm kind of 50 50 with you uh cobra like they they paint they paint this picture and i felt it myself with um like look reflecting on this like this first act um i since it's a modern since this is the modern um interpretation of superman and stuff and we were looking at krypton deep down i felt like come on man you should be able to figure something out just in case at least i agree with you send his mother right but it didn't work out and I realized I, what, what, how I kind of resolved it for myself was that um, since his, like the family credo is hope, right? He did, sure, the, the least he could do is get his, uh, like save his son, but he didn't want to stop there. He wanted to try and save as many people as possible. And I think his, his wife would also, would also agree. And they, they tried to do their thing. At least they saved their son. And now what can we do for everyone else? And then, yeah, but that's yeah. that's the thing because if you go if you see what is shown, he didn't have a ship that could fit a bunch of babies. He didn't have a way of like sending a bunch of other people. He had one pod for one baby that he could send, and that was it. But that's like that's like one. complaining about like you know uh, like lack of exposition isn't necessarily a plot hole. Like it's like do we need to have like all these like throwaway lines of just being like you know oh I just got. I could only get this one small ship because we, I mean, like, do as an audience, there's a certain amount of like, you know, you don't have to be presumptuous, but like for him to like look at the camera and be like, and that's why there's only one baby because I only have the materials to build one ship. Wink, audience. Now you know. You just remind. Like you're supposed to take it with a, you know, obviously if he could save everyone, he would have. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to lay that. that all out for everybody. It's I'm kind of a little on the nose. Oh, I was gonna say. It it certainly relies on our previous knowledge of Superman's like backstory to justify 
having the one pot because we all know it's coming, right? Yeah. So it's easy for me to forget this doesn't quite make sense because I'm like, oh yeah, Superman's in a pod. Nice. We're going to Earth. Yeah. 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 Like whatever. The thing I'm saying, because I, I, I kind of agree with you. Cobra, That's my but, argument. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, though, um, where I, where I'm I'm with the group in that sense. Whereas, like, not whereas, but the, the Krypton civilization is brought. They they did this to themselves. So I'm kind of fine with Krypton blowing up because, like, when I was wa- I was watching wow. like the. Yes, I know. I know. What a genocidal One, maniac. Listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Kryptonians okay. lives Explain. matter, man. And they should all, right, all be killed for their if sins. Is, if this is your wrong, <laughs> I'm going to have to pull off the gloves then. Like, Please. they activated their own fucking planet, right? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They did, You're right. Like, even though their their tech and stuff is uh, is largely influenced by nature and insects and stuff like that, like, like I, I looked into this shit, um, they still ignored caring for their own planet, and they abandoned the, the previous exploration and expansion that they used to do. Why? Because things changed. Why? Because they stopped caring about growth. They just like they got they, they got stuck in their own ways. They became a stagnant civilization, which you know all those systems, all those 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 archaic, uh, non-growth focused systems led them to this, and they just they literally destroyed their own planet. And then before before they could do anything about it, because when I was watching it, <clears throat> Jor-El was in mid-speech and they didn't really give him an answer. They were hearing him out and he was making the case and then Zod showed up. So I feel like they, they, they dug their own graves and Jor-El was trying to make some sort of case to do something else. But like in terms of his conscience, like I did something for my family. What can I do with the so-called little amount of time? Because, you know, at the end of the day, Krypton's time limit is canon. It's limited. It's a fixed point. Yeah, what he did was like, oh, my son is the only one that was actually, you know, born out of sex and not yep. out of a, a petri dish. Yep. So let's save that guy. I, like, I think it's a great cautionary tale. Like, and it has so many parallels to our world today that, like, it's it's fine. It's a great message. If you don't care about the the like the planet you're given, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. I I like that, right? Mm-hmm. But like, just. It didn't have to be this convoluted and it didn't have to be this contrived. To your point, you're talking about the the Phantom Zone, right? (laughs) Yeah. Why did they send Zod and his cronies to the Phantom Zone if the planet was exploding? They were like, you know why we should do? They didn't know. We should Come on, dude. (laughs) They didn't know. Joel knew. And he was trying to convince them to to actually, right? I think also, like, don't they they also say, like, in that like that they're kind of assigned like they're genetically designed to do like certain things yeah, yeah. they do. so it's they like do. it's almost like them changing from what they are like like you said they're stagnant in their what they've become and what they are assigned that like i don't think they were able to change any of them could change like they're like this is what we are and like even if we die it's like we're designed to be like 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 my, like zod is like a, you know he's like a soldier and jarell is a scientist and and they're like there's they're, they're their traditions were like built into their society so deeply that it's like even the planet's dying, we're still gonna follow our yeah. our societal norms because that's like all they're we're going down with the do. ship. Period. Yeah, they're just they're just like but, so they that would have know. been fine. That would have been fine. But that's what because, happened. No, no, I mean leave leave the insurgents to die because essentially what the Kryptonians did was norms. it was like you know what we're gonna do? We're going to save only the criminals that tried to to raise an insurrection, and then let's kill everybody because you're being a little bit like pedantic there because a they don't think the planet's blowing up i know right (laughs) they don't think the planet's blowing up in like the next half hour 
right? Yeah. So it's the first so, time they're hearing about it. Like that, like we see, dro- we saw that we saw Zara yeah. and the crew freak out because they didn't know. They just knew something wasn't right. And Jarrell had all the details and no one had any time to absorb it because again, stuck in their own ways. It would have taken a lot of time to reboot that Windows 95 machine before they could <laughs> before they could install a new OS. Come on. So but like we're saying that what happened was Jarrell went there, talked to the council, yeah. Zod came, tried to take it over. Yeah. They caught they capture Zod and they yes. try him and, and his cronies and send they him to the Phantom him. Zone. And they like judged- an an hour? There, yeah, Is that what happened. A, first of all, there wasn't a trial; they just judge dreaded him. So sure, that was real if- fast and easy. And like again, they sent him to the Phantom Zone because they were guilty, and that's where prisoners go. Yeah, and and they don't think the plan is blowing up in a half hour. Not even Joel thought the plan was blowing up in a half hour. He was like, "Oh, we're pretty fucked," but we got. That's you know, my point. How time. long did it take? Was it just like a day? We don't know. Hours, but. I would Krypton say. wasted its its la- its only opportunity to try that, something see, else. So either way you look at this, it's contrived. You know, whatever, Luciano. I was I actually started coming in this agreeing with you, and you've convinced me to disagree with you. <laughs> that, well, my job here is done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine work. Don't just give up. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no I, I know am I, I, I don't give up. Yeah. Oh, no, the last thing I'll say. The last thing I'll say is uh, it's all hope is not lost because like. The, the the cousin city of like the of um the cousin city of metropolis uh argo city that supergirl's family's from they're yeah. safe so i guess that's also kind of nice thank god cool that's Said. all that matters i also my only note is <laughs> i really like that opening and i really like their depiction of uh of krypton i liked everything except for some reason i didn't like their flying uh uh, animals, animals that they <laughs> I really the like the ship flies. designs and their like costume mm. designs. I thought that all looked so cool. Oh yeah. Like I love their astronaut outfits and when they're in space, like those cool helmets. And then they're yeah. like randomly like riding like avatar dragons that I just thought were like out of place. Drop like, I get ball. there was like an organic like mix, whatever, but I just thought it looked silly. Totally. Like it, it didn't, Visually like, I, I agree. It's it's very interesting. I even like the flying things. It's just mm. it gives me it gives me a bit of whiplash of how weird it is, but I guess yeah, it's supposed it, to be weird and it's supposed to be like a sci-fi. a strange kind of also, you know, if you're coming in from like watching, you know, like the original Superman, you're expecting like, uh, like Marlon, a drunk Marlon Brando in like a silver, <laughs> in like an all silver suit. Yeah, and like, yeah. My son. Is that the one? <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> my son, my, my son. You're you're the only one that's left, my son. <laughs> what does that say? Take the crystal. It'll but give I'll you say, I'll say this. I really don't like the whole uh, making the the ass of Superman into something that came from Krypton. I Wait, this what? is an, ass? Ass? I don't get that. What do you mean? I, I don't that, like it. I like American's that it's ass. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. What are you talking about? Are you actually talking about his ass? His, his buttocks? Yes, yes, his his buttocks. Yes. No, the ass on his on his uniform. Oh, the oh, thank ass. God. <laughs> I was like, I will defend Henry Cavill's ass to the ground. You know? Oh, so will I. So All will day. I. All day. So will I. Okay, this no. is a very pro Henry Cavill's ass podcast. Wow. Clearly. But, show me um, one that's not pro. Everyone is 100% on let that. Me, let me just make this point and we can move on to, to Act 1 sure. or to the next Act or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I – this is this to me is like a, 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 a – it's like it shows something that's going to happen a lot later as well where they take certain aspects of, of – you know the the existing ethos and the mythos of, of Superman, and try to make it into something more. 
not just Superman, the whole DCU, but like, you know, the, the ass, not ass as in ASS, just better <laughs> ass is, is just like, it's something that is at, you know, when Martha makes him his first uniform, she puts it there because he's the Superman. And I like it. It's like, it's cute and cheesy and corny. It's not something that has like a, you know, a super important meaning or whatever. That's the only thing I don't like from the visual part of it. Okay. We're going to come back to that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the only thing I'll say on that is I know what you mean. It, it does remind me of in Solo. Remember, I guess he's Solo. Uh, where, where he's like, we, we, we yeah. met it on a podcast. Where, where he's yeah. like, yeah, I know. I've, I, of course. And um, when he's like, says, uh, well, who are you traveling with? He's like, I'm alone. He goes, okay, I'm Solo. And it's yeah. like giving unnecessary and a, meaning. And to a little chuckle too, right? It's like, wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> This is my best dad joke. Oh, you're so low. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I booed, anyway. booed the screen in that moment. So, okay. So I think, you know, the thing with the thing with Act 1 is like, it is self-contained, right? It's just 25 minutes of like hardcore action, Krypton, just shit show. Like where Earth is going to be 2025 based on how we're trending, right? <laughs> That's optimistic. Shout out to the special effects team and the final explosion of Krypton. That was was mega epic. Excellent work. It's it's nice to see planets get exploded with some oomph and Mm -hmm, making you mm -hmm. feel like something actually exploded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, Um, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this takes me to my biggest beef with the movie. And this is, you see this all over act two and it's, I don't want to blame specifically. I don't want to blame. Um, how Kevin Costner Costner plays Jonathan Kent because I think it was a a choice by the writers and by uh, Zack Snyder to to play him this way and so I'm going to start off with my high level rant of I don't know fucking know why Jonathan Kent has to be such a bitch baby about Superman's powers and like to the point where he suggested he should let a bus full of kids die so people don't know he's Superman is just fucking mind-bogglingly stupid yeah who said maybe who who, who, who is he yeah you know what he meant. Who is he? Chris? You want to give him pause. What? <laughs> no. Jesus. Why babies to die? If anything, Jonathan Kent serves to serves to teach to teach Clark about um, consideration, like to take up to consider what you do before you do it, so that like so, in his in his in his in a, in a in almost like a Jedi mind trick way, he wanted he want, of course he knows his son has a good heart, but he's trying to show him the spectrum. Like if you if you make a choice, like if you hit that other kid right when he's being bullied, if you hit him and I wanted you to hit him, kind of that'd be great. But then what? You would burst his head, invincible style, Omni Man style, and then great, we are we would lose you. Oh, come on, invincible, and so. I mean, yeah, I think he just wanted to really drill into him, like, the power of choice. No. Dude, yeah. that's okay with no, the fighting, but bitch. not with the buzz of, okay. of children dying, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? Nah, man. <laughs> the children lived. Okay, so let, I want to finish my point, because the the overall problem I have with it, other than him being, like, a little bitch and, and trying to teach his kid morality, is that... Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of Superman coming to Earth and being raised by humans is they teach him about humanity and what exactly. it is to be a human and how to have care for your fellow humans. And by flipping that to saying he learned all that from his Kryptonian father, he learns Kryptonianity, I guess. Well, I was still, uh... <laughs> He's set to be a god with the power to raise up all of the clones of his old people from Krypton. Like, 
it just doesn't vibe for me as well as having a human teach him about humanity. And that's, that's why like you can have his dad be like, are you sure you want to do this? The stuff you're talking about, Chris, I don't, I think you're kind of making it up, but if you want to go that way, but he loses the ability to teach Clark about humanity and to teach him what it is to be a, a, a God amongst humans. I mean, didn't that, that, that priest taught him that though. That one hey, scene. You gotta make a lead. The, the wow. three seconds he talks to the priest. Yeah, that priest <laughs> all that. It was the turn, it was the tipping point. But here's the thing, here's the thing, Matt. Um, not everything rested on 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 Jonathan Kent's shoulders. I think you might be a little too hard on him, although he plays a really, really major role, his two dads and his and his mom and the whole morality thing. I think it's actually like especially like what makes I think it makes it easier for Clark to make that choice in terms of like where should he, what side he should stand on. Although we know what choice he's going to make, is that it takes it takes all of his interactions with with the human race to help him process. And I think maybe Lois Lane is probably the the, the last piece. Lois is the key. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing, Chris. That's I too early. No, wait, no, wait, man, no that's that. a good point. No, but wait, wait, that's a good point because Power of love, bro. He he was interacting with humans ever since he was a baby. He he mm-hmm. he grew up on Earth, and the whole point of of Superman turning uh, as, as good a person as he is is like the 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 whole point is to highlight the difference, you know, or or like the the dichotomy between nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you were born to. It doesn't matter, you know, if you were born with a, a silver spoon on your mouth or not. It's how you're raised, how you're taught, how your values are given to you that matters. And so even an alien from a completely different planet with completely different powers can still be taught to be a good person if the people raising him love and the people them. he's surrounding him yeah. with love are, him are good and people. teach him right from wrong. Yeah. So it is a really big way on Jonathan and Martha Kent's shoulder and everybody around him to teach him to be human. And in this case, like Matt said, what happened is like, no, 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 you're Jorel and Larison, you're automatically good. Doesn't matter what happens, you're always going to be good. No, right? it's tempted to be bad, especially in future yeah, movies. True. He gets tempted, but he comes back. So this, and then we're not to, we're not sure if why did he come back? Because normally it's because of his raising by Jonathan and Martha. Yeah. But in this case, it's not. In this case, Jonathan teaches him to you know if it's between saving a bus full of children or if it's between saving me, your father, and hiding yourself so you can preserve yourself. Preserve yourself. That's why he teaches him. Yeah. And that and is fucked. Listen, okay. I hear you. Hold on. Let me let me just say this. Go for it. Okay. Go I. I I sat here. I listened to all your stupid little points, and I. And this, <laughs> I'm sorry for making is, sense, Spencer. This, wow. this, this is probably the thing that I am the most opposite on in terms of my opinion from mo- from you guys, especially. It is actually the way that Jonathan Kent is depicted is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Hence the podcast. First of all. If we wanted to be what you guys all wanted, which is this this typical, you know, he he has Jonathan Kent as his father figure and father and he's perfect man, right? Perfect male figure, perfect. You got to do the right thing. You got to do all the. That's that's fine and all. It is a little one dimensional and it's pretty basic. But the thing about this movie is what they decided from the beginning was to come at at Superman from a more realistic angle. And if you're actually a father and you have this son, he's not seeing him as Superman, this hero. He's his son. He's like. I love this child and I want to protect him. Now he's not being selfish. It, he says that the, the bus thing after the bus happens, we all know that if there's people in trouble in front of him, he wouldn't tell his son not to help. 
he would sacrifice himself to protect his son because he loves him and he wants wants to protect him from what would happen. But let's be realistic. If Superman came into the real world, there's so many implications, and that's what he was trying to teach him, is that once you uncork the bottle and show people who you are, there's no going back. You can't just be this normal kid. You can't be my son, a regular guy. It, it's going to come with uh, a cost. He's teaching him about humanity, all sides of humanity. It's not just one side of humanity that's like, well, we're all lovey-dovey. We all protect each other. No, no. There's a side of humanity that will try and use you, that will try and abuse this. And there's good and bad. And that's what he was teaching. He was being a good father, not just a good uh, moral figure, like a true protective father. I rest he was my case, teaching Your Honor. him to preserve himself in, but in, could, and let other people suffer. That's, that's not, not, not let other parenting. people suffer. He, that's he, raising he, a psychopath. No, but he was a, <laughs> he's a... If you put that on the shoulders of a child at that age, that you're in charge of protecting everyone... No, no, no. What happens when they For go sure. at that age when he can't save someone? It's going to turn that's him not, into a monster. But that's not what you do. You don't say, yeah, maybe let your friends die. You teach him... You, if you do things, there are going to be consequences. And, but he did. He be didn't, sure like, that, that you can live... But that's why he told him No, he, did. he didn't. He, he said, let him die. He no, he didn't. He said, die. maybe. Come and furthermore, on, we all know, listen, dude, we yeah. all know that Jonathan would, someone already said it already. Yeah, There's I no way that. Jonathan, thank you. There's no way Jonathan would be like, if he, if he suddenly, if he, like, if, uh, if Clark was talking to his dad on, on FaceTime and then the bus goes over, he's like, well, Clark, hop out and come get some pancakes. No, he would, he would tell him to do something, but be careful. Like the, yeah. after the fact, he's still trying to teach him something. Like you did, like we all. Like, of course, he's rooting for him. He he was rooting for Clark when he when he uh, almost decked that kid, but he knew there would be a consequence. It's all about consequences. But here's the here's my point. Jonathan is still a human being. One, two. He's a parent, and he's dealing with this god. He's raising a uh, like a godlike being, and so. Your family unit, because mm. they couldn't have children, right? Your family unit is threatened because you love your ch this child, this adopted child. And if, if, if he reveals himself accidentally or, or on purpose, you could lose your family. And so I think a lot of that comes from fear. And I think he and Martha did an impeccable job of trying to channel that to help mold him. I mean, like they love him, period. But like to try to equip him with the tool, they, they didn't know that he was going to die. We, the audience, know Jonathan's going to die. But they did their, the best that they could human beings in that situation good good-hearted human beings like I, you're, you're being too hard you're being too yeah. hard and i want to add you just pointed out one last thing i'm gonna and then i'm done on this is uh like like you said he's raising like a god-like being if they put this idea in his head that he's responsible for saving people that's going to create a god complex and then you mm -hmm. got the friggin boys on your hands and you got a homelander you know you can't you can't like put this, this these uh this messiah complex. Even though Superman mm -hmm. is a messiah and depicted as such in like mm -hmm. so much Zack Snyder stuff, he has to not think of himself as a messiah because then he's gonna be like you know awful. You know, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think when it comes to the context of this movie, which I feel like we're losing a bit of it, is they don't they do the worst possible job of showing Jonathan Kent is trying to teach him, and it's just the way he comes across. And and yes. Overall, he, humans have mistakes and all that stuff, but he comes across always from the angle of not there's consequences, but protect yourself. But if you have to do stuff, then you have to do stuff. And it's like the idea that's like, should I let all those kids die? Maybe. Yeah. Like, I, yes, we can read between the subtext so we can, we can guess at what their intentions were, but the way that f is framed is you probably shouldn't have done that, but I guess maybe you have to, and it should be more framed like, you did the right thing, but you have to be careful because there's consequences. See, that, that's, that's, it's funny that's that you the, say that. The learning. That's what I got from it. That's like, that's what I interpreted it as. So it's just Same. Like, 
Like there was a, there was a risk in doing this and you should know that. But like, when you're showing a movie, you can't leave that to interpretation. It's called chance. show, don't tell. Show, you have to don't tell, Matt. Yes. And yeah, but they, they don't show it. They don't tell. It. There's a reason they clear. call Man of Steel the godfather of superhero movies. No, but like they don't – it's not clear because <laughs> both Lucy that. and I read it one way. <laughs> and you guys read it a completely different way, right? So so it's, it's not clear. That's that's my complaint about it. Fair and, enough. And, and the only other thing I'll add on to that is like – the, this and this is not a result of Jonathan Kent necessarily, but they displaced this all to his parents who abandoned him. That to me, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just you're forcing Jor-El to be something more just because you want to have a, a twist on the movie. Wait, what but do you like, mean? Like he 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 goes to the place and Jor-El teaches them about how he's supposed to be a good person and how he's a god amongst people and all that yeah. jazz. Yeah, that, to be a, like he teaches him his origins. That's and like the thing from the he original. Says, he says lesson. it a bunch of times. You're going to be a god among these people, and you're going to be a beacon he of hope, and like they're going to fall. But they're going to fall. No, that's the whole god thing is very clear in this. Yeah, Even if I agree you know, that Jorel brings that, like, like yeah, like he's like gravitas. You will be a god to strive for. Uh, it's not <laughs> gravitas. He brings like eugenics into. <laughs> That's yeah. a stretch, man. That's it's a stretch. Almost, it's almost that's like a stretch. <laughs> although, I will, although I will say, where were the black Kryptonians on, on, on Krypton? I didn't see any diversity. Woke. I didn't see any diversity. That's yeah, because so, Krypton doesn't have any. Cancel Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to wrap up this point, because we've been around a while, I, mm. the idea that Jor-El is going to, to be able to just give him that like final push of morality, just to me, seems a little forced. You have you have the relationship with his dad through the years, and I think that he, he, to your point, if you want to say that he's trying to teach him about right and wrong, that's great. But his space dad shows up in five minutes and tells him the S means hope and whatever other bullshit, and he, you're a god and you can protect people. It's all a little fast for the pace, the rest of the pacing of the movie to then just be like, oh, by the way, space dad says you're to go, buddy. But it's the duality of that message, right? It's like I, I feel agree. like one if one of, if he only got one of those messages, he wouldn't become the Superman he does. But it's the combination of the humility that Jonathan Kent taught him, combined with the the honest truth that he is a god among these people. That I, I just don't a hero. think I don't think he would come off or come out as as a as good a person as he ends up being. You know, after everything is said and done, with the the raising that that he was given by by the Kents because I agree. he or he vice was versa taught, with the, with he Jarell. was taught to True. be you know secretive and and he takes that into like very very dearly into account and and this this drifts into something I want to talk about in a second but like I don't to me the problem is I get what you guys are saying and I see like how you guys are seeing this uh, idea of of you know trying to make sure that he understands consequences, he understands looking at something and deciding right from... I get all that, but I don't see how that was shown in the, in the movie. Well, that was left to my interpretation. My, my, that's, that's what I don't like. Last question on this. I know I've said that 10 times already. Uh, last thing <laughs> is, really look at it. If it was your kid, would you tell him to like show the world you're a hero? Or would you be like, man, no, the no, government no. is like crazy no for sure you got donald but, trump in power like, but are, like are you gonna like let him access the superman your son you're gonna tell him no of, co- of course quiet. not shut up but kid. like think about think about that scene where jonathan Kent dies where he tells clark to stay mm-hmm. right even Great even scene. if you even if you it's the worst scene in the whole movie. chills it's chills. awful it's terrible I it's still one of the chills. worst sins in the whole dcu but anyway chills it's it's <laughs> 
Um, even if he wasn't, you know, a, a Superman, if he was, if he was just an adult child of Jonathan Kent, he would still try to save his dad. Yeah, but he would he, listen that, to his dad saying, "Don't." Yeah, and that's, and bad. that's he was thing. young enough at that point. It, yeah. it was the thing is Jonathan Kent is telling him, "No, even if it is to save me, your father." And if that is a risk to you showing yourself off, don't show. But that's the don't love show he yourself. had for him. He was like, and I'm willing to to die to protect you from... Let what... me segue this into, into the right. whole thing that I want to talk about, which is I really enjoyed the idea of Clark Kent becoming a drifter mm-hmm. instead of going directly to Metropolis and becoming a reporter. I like that he was looking for something and yeah, and not just himself, but something, right? Yeah. He was searching for something for and going to like this weird jobs, like on a on an oil rig or on a on a on a like a catch a, a deadliest catch boat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he was on the TV sea show, The Deadliest sea. Catch. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so I I like that idea. I just again goes it goes back to me not seeing how one thing tracks from the other because given what. He was taught by Jonathan Canton, specifically by Jonathan, not, not Martha so much. He, as much as Jonathan said, hide your powers. Don't show it to everybody. He can't help but use his powers all the time. He uses his powers on the rig. He uses his power on um, the the when he finds the, the ship finally, right? He uses his powers to fucking turn the, the guys, the guy that was Truck. messing with the yeah. truck, turns yeah. in the, the track, the truck into a fucking shish kebab. Yep. Like like he can't help but use his powers. So and so it seems to me like either he doesn't give a shit about what Jonathan Kent says, or you know, there's no explanation there. That being said, I liked it much better the idea that he's trying to find himself, he's trying to cope with, you know, having lost his father, having mm-hmm. to deal with his powers and and drifting from place to place to look for that something he doesn't know what it is. I really like that part. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I, I agree that. with that. I hated it. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> no, actually, was, yeah. I thought it was good. I don't have any problem with it. I just we need, we like should have had more busking someone, Superman scenes. Someone had to. Yeah, oh There's man, that'd chains. be amazing. Like, Carpool's happy. He's like, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. This podcast <laughs> took a turn. This went into a weird direction there. Like, <laughs> that's, that's really weird. Um, Anything else the, of note? In that that's run up to Superman, really finding himself. Um, you know, we didn't really talk about Amy Adams, but she has a pretty big role in this movie to helping Superman finding himself. And I, I thought mm-hmm. that her as Lois Lane overall was a really a really good character, a really strong female character. It was nice to see in any superhero movie. Surprisingly, um, I disagree with her. As uh, that was my, my my least favorite casting. But oh, really, I, I, interesting. Yeah, I just find that uh, uh, I like her like character. I just find that her. Um, she's older than him, right? In the, yeah. In, not that, that does, that's not what bothers what? me, but I'm just that's not a great point to bring up. Here. I know. Yeah, my, my wife's like <laughs> she's old. older than me too. Um, yeah, exactly. No, no, she's gonna that, hear this. Uh, <laughs> that really bothers me. I'm gonna me. send it to her. That's why <laughs> we should send this episode straight to her. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go, guys. Um, no, <laughs> no what, bo- what bothers me is that she just seems like kind of like um, I, she just didn't capture Lois Lane. I found Lois Lane was always like a very headstrong. You know, and she's she's kind of headstrong, but she's also kind of like soft spoken. I find, and it, she just doesn't capture the character for me. It's hard, I see what you it's mean. It's hard for me to describe. It's like I, I, I always do not know what you mean at all. I, I think I see what you mean. Like it's 
she comes off in the, when she first meets Clark when when she arrives at the thing and she's like, you know, I'm gonna go walk around, film shit. You can't do anything. When she's talking to the, the the military people, I I I see I see it there, but it's they. I don't think it's the it's Amy Adams' problem. I think it's the just the way that the script goes. She doesn't have a whole lot of opportunity to show how headstrong and how strong she is as a character because they put her in Superman detail. She has to kind of she's his compass, right? And that's she gets relegated mm -hmm. to that particular thing rather than being, you know, that the the go getter person that she usually is yeah and i find i just found also like i don't maybe it's hard not for her to the casting to blame but i found her chemistry with uh with superman was also, was kind of wooden it didn't feel like they had like a really like strong connection to steal really? from the bachelor i don't know maybe it's because like all, all, all the shots are, are like one. sorry are you are you gauging this on the connection people have on the bachelor i mean that's the realest connection there is right yeah they definitely yeah, all got married point, and lived right, happily guys? ever after yeah the concept of the final rose yeah. Spencer, show your work then if you don't like amy adams or you don't like lois lane how, how would you fix it i mean i'd make her younger no i'm just, I'm just kidding <laughs> jesus <Wow. laughs> oh, this is all the time we have for today guys <laughs> Right with cougars, no. man. <laughs> We're hitting all the beats. Right. No, if I, I would make like I found that like um, it's hard. I'm trying to think of an actress that has like that that like strong, uh, really outspoken personality that would really come through. And I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank right Is now. Is it because be Hollywood doesn't let them do it? Hmm? That's, that's a that? very good point. It's like who, who do you when you think of like a strong female lead that's very Francis strong. Hey. Nailed it. Or was Nailed she too it. old for Superman? Oh, she, or who? Who? She's perfect. Uh, who else? Um, um I, I keep going. I, I, I missed the second name, but okay. She says Frances McDormand, I think. But yeah, after that, someone says something else. No. no okay, I'm cool. Just saying she think you're hearing the voices in your head. Yeah. Terry Hatcher. Age Terry Hatcher. I, I, I liked <laughs> Terry Hatcher. Was a I like Terry Lane. Hatcher. She was at, yeah, that's I a agree. great example. She was very headstrong. Very mm. like you know, uh, like fiery. You, uh, you Terry know Hatcher I mean? doesn't count because she got like four hundred hours of time to make that connection with Superman. Amy fair. Adams got like that's also 10 fair. Minutes. True. Well, I'm, that's also saying, fair. I'm saying I'm saying like connection aside, I, I think that her personality captures my version of Lois Lane more. A Amy Adams, I just find kind of you know quiet and and not as uh, intimidating. I guess it's like it's, it's I, I like the, I like the contrast of the quiet Clark Kent with the uh, with Michelle the Rodriguez. Interesting, you know, like Michelle Lisa Lane, yeah, or like Margot Margot Robbie. She's she could be good. She's kind of like eh. she's she's got range, but also like sure. when you think back to Margot Kidder, right? Is that Margot Kidder? Yeah, from the original yeah. Superman. Like yeah, she's like yeah. you, you see her. She's like very like like oh Clara, what are you doing? Like she's very like outspoken and yeah, like yeah. she's never like so. Why are you uh, here? The S means hope, eh? On this planet, it means <laughs> free. She's interrupted. Yeah, eh? uh, I mean. In her in her defense, um, that whole scene was just stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what about maybe, maybe uh, the what, dialogue? In some what about Charlize Theron? Charlize Theron would be good. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Uh, even the 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 actress that plays Lara would have been a good. Uh, That's his mom, bro. You can't. No, do that. I'm not saying the mom is herself. I'm saying the actress, the way she plays Lara, like she she's not just like a. This is a really weird. Person, but yeah. Lady. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> she was, she played Lara for like a minute. A minute. Yeah. It's still so weird. She kissed his baby head. Oh, that's yeah. not right, dude. Anyway. Actually, yeah. 
um, a, a really good strong a strong um, female presence would have actually swap it. The actress who played um, um, what is it, Feyara Ul? She had a strong presence. Yeah, she was pretty. Wow, but but she was perfect as Feyara though. I know <laughs> she, was, I she was awesome. They could have matched that energy. Are you guys talking about Antigi Trauli? <laughs> I'm a huge fan. If you say that again, you're going to conjure her spirit and she's going to crush this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'm going to give one more uh, uh, option that I think is actually realistic and then we can probably move on from this topic. But uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt would have been great. Ooh, very nice. Yes. That's, I I, I, like, I love that. Love it. Very nice. A Quiet Place, Emily Blunt? Yes. No, no, no Edge of Tomorrow. Know. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm just trying to remember the correct actress. Okay, Sicar- awesome. Sicario, Emily Blunt. All right, let's, okay. let, let, let's shoot this thing, boys. We got it. Yes, I, I, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. Well, uh, she left room for uh, for the Susan Storm opportunity. Yeah, everyone wants that. that which yeah. is hopeful. That's yeah. really hopeful. Actually, Amy Adams, was, no, she wouldn't. I was going to say she was going to be a good Susan Storm, but no, she wouldn't. I think Sorry. she's better than as a uh, lower plane. Spencer, Spencer hates old women. That's all we got. Get <laughs> <laughs> I got that off my chest. Yeah. Not my grandmother. This is a safe space. Um, hey, the queen's available if you're interested. Oh, she's um, single. Okay, so <laughs> act act two finished. Act three, we're done. We're, we got a little talky-talky. Zod has his like long like montage about how they were searching for Clark, which honestly mm-hmm. confused the hell out of me is to, mm-hmm. it just felt like they didn't have enough exposition to explain everything. So they tacked it on there. Cool. I guess. I don't it, know. It was cool though. When they did it. Mm, true. Yeah. Um, and then, and then they, they have the weird like science research with Superman to get, to figure out the, the MacGuffin skull device, which again, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to Cobra's point, it just seemed like they're forcing some stuff a little bit to, to to get to the point of just beating the shit out of each other, which is what yeah. we're I think you could have taken out the codex almost altogether, in my opinion. Like it was kind of like, I guess you need a MacGuffin, but you need well, a reason for Zod to hunt him down. That was so many MacGuffins in that first part. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh shoot! You guys just actually proved yourselves wrong. Jor-El had his backup plan. It was a multiplier effect. He that's what like, you, you're forgetting. The Codex was supposed to help eventually, uh, you know, help rebirth Krypton. But I don't think he would have let he would have been on the on side with um, like genocide on top of Earth, right? And that's what he did for Clark in the end. And he's like with that little nudge, he's like, you can save them all. And like Clark's like, are you, is everything that I heard that these odd folks told me true? And then Jor-El's like, I had a plan. But you need to make a choice. I don't think you should have to choose one or the other. I think if you could find a way, be that bridge, you could find a way. But in the end, Clark has to choose uh, like one side because it's just too destructive from the Kryptonian army. You know what I'm saying? Are you saying that Jor Jor El wanted it's still a shitty plan to kill all the humans? <laughs> no, I, I, you, you weren't listening. That's no, not what I, I said. I, but you said you had. You said Jor El said he had to make a choice. So yeah. you're saying that he was leaning <laughs> towards possibly that? No, 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 no. There's a third option. There's a third Every... option. Chris, why do you want to kill planets all the time? Listen, someone have... thinking of children? <laughs> Kryptonians are all maniac. supremacists. Nah, this is what we get from this movie. No. They're all supremacists. Nah, Every single are... one of them, including Jorel. Chris is right. It's fine. Cancel Chris. Jorel said maybe kill all the humans. It's he did not chance. say that at all. So <laughs> <laughs> you can save them all. It's in the script. You all maybe. saw it. Was he Chris referring to... to Kryptonians when he said save them all? to spencer's point you could take the codex completely out of that equation and all all that you said as weird as it was chris it would still work mm-hmm. no yes 
It could have no. it been, been just like they wanted to like transform Earth into Krypton using those ships that they were using, yep. and they just wanted yep. to kill Superman because yeah, the world of his parents. Engine? Yeah, that's like they didn't. That's the last thing Jor-El wanted. What? Not Jor-El. No, no, I'm saying Zod. Zod wanted. Like I'm saying, you could have taken the Codex out, and their motivation was to change Earth into Krypton and to kill Superman because he was Jor-El's son. Mm-hmm. And he wanted revenge, and he said, "I will find him." Like seven times. Yeah, he said that's that. That's line. So. That's line. It is a that's great angry scene. line. Yeah, he... I didn't expect it, but they put it in the trailer all those years ago. I was like, "No, Michael Shannon, let him have some room to breathe." Michael oh, Shannon, Michael Shannon is, awesome. is great as Zod. Yeah, we all yeah, agree on that. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's always good. So I think we need to talk about how Superman um, destroyed Metropolis. Yeah, he should have yes, destroyed more of Metropolis. <laughs> right? But come on, explain yourself. How did he specifically destroy Metropolis? It's his, like, first, his first big project on the uh, of the day. <laughs> big project. And, like, he's, trying to, he's just trying to stay alive. Sorry, you say his like, first big project it, of the day? <laughs> Correct. What are you talking? What are you talking about? The moment Hear he, me. the moment the he was finds out, several Kryptonians and no, wait, wait, never, wait, wait. not once did they show Clark before. learning how to fight. Before, 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 before. What do you mean before? before? Even in Smallville, when when Zod goes, you know, Smallville. pick on Martha, and he goes, "Get away from my mommy!" and he oh. starts punching him through eye hops and exploding he just doesn't yeah. give a shit about pr- property damage they said mm. or who can suffer from the property damage why did you say that name <laughs> i thought you, when you said when you invoked smallville i thought you were talking about the, the tv, TV show yeah. like, the fuck That's is not that coming from? no no the city sorry <laughs> please Thank not you. the dukes of hazard mom <laughs> <laughs> so here's my only thing about i, I want to be on your side chris but we already know General Zod's a shitty soldier because a fucking science guy beat the living hell out of him. Yep. Mm. True. 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 But, but like at the at the same time, they both like they were they had their they alluded to that friendship and they I think they both served like not I don't want to get into the to the lore of it, but like they knew each other really well and they both had like military training. Why would why would the science guy have military training? Yeah. He's bred for science. This is why I should leave it alone. I think I'm I'm going too far into the comics. I'll just leave it no, based no. on the movie. Go, you need to you, you need to leave yeah. it alone because otherwise you're gonna undo your own point. That's why. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's We're supposed to talk about the movie, so I, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate bringing comic book context to it, but but we can only talk about what you see in the movie because yeah. you know otherwise yeah. it's just that's, doesn't that's make fair. sense to the outside Listen, we don't we don't know that maybe uh you know russell crowe was uh, you know working on his self-defense because he knew that a coup was coming you know who knows but you know what spencer you're right because he certainly wasn't working on his science to save more than one <laughs> fucking person on krypton Listen, like, his science I, was all that i'm matters. not even i'm not even sure he tested that machine before he used it on clark directly the boy lived didn't he <laughs> It's yeah. better than the, than the Potters did. I don't, yeah. I don't always test that, my cold, but when I do, through. I test it in production. <laughs> wow. Listen, wow. you didn't Problem have solved. time, guys. I, yeah. I but this, right, so, this, okay. but, but back to the destroying Metropolis. Yeah. What's the critique of this destroying uh, the city? What's the name? talking Metropolis or Smallville? Like Smallville yes. scene or the Metropolis scene of like both destruction? I think all of it is okay, wrapped up into the same same thing. All right, I go for I, it. I, yeah, you guys say your uh, your point before I just no, no. It. I just I'm just throwing the grenades into the the masses, and you guys got to get hit by them. So well, I'm, no, no, no. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab Carl's body and human shield that shit. <laughs> so yeah. like, if you're against Zod, right, and you're again first day on the job, you have no military training, you have no fight so called prowess apart from just using your brute strength. Like, 
Clark had his ass handed to him back in Smallville. They double teamed him. Even on, like, even not even that, Feora laid waste. Like, she could have killed him with enough time. And so, like, I don't know. I think like, I, it's, it's terrible. And to be honest, like, without the actual destruction, and I'm not saying human lives should have been lost, but there's no way. He's just not seasoned enough to, to, pull, to pull off the perfect 100% success uh, uh, mission. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's fine, Chris. Like, I, I don't think we expected it not to It happen. sounds like, like it, though. So no, no, I don't no. understand. So, so the problem is Zod would definitely try to ramp up the destruction as much as he could. Because this is something that always happens with Superman, right? They always use his, like, compassion and his idea of protecting everybody against him, right? Uh, Kryptonian or not. And so if he was going to fight Zod, Zod was going to start throwing him on buildings and trying to hurt other people and, and so on and so forth. But the thing is, even he doesn't care. He just starts punching Zod through buildings. It doesn't matter if there's people there. He throws like trucks around and shit if, and it explodes and nobody knows exactly what's going on. And, and I think Matt said to me at some point that, that he read that only, only 5,000 people died. I'm like, what the, f what do you mean? Better than, <laughs> like, better than 5 billion. Of course, that's, for sure. Like, and that's why I find but so the silly problem, about that. The argument. problem is, is like it's the carelessness for someone who's supposed to be a bright beacon of hope for humanity. Blah blah blah. He doesn't give a fuck about humanity. That's really. not, but that's like they say he doesn't give a fuck about humanity. He he like kills uh, Zod because to save that like one family at the end, which is like a huge thing for him. And that's the thing. Like uh, they play up that scene to be so dramatic, and he's like, you know. We can't let Zod kill these like five people that are there. The other five thousand that we killed punching each other in the face is fine, but these five are not. Uh, can't let them kill. And and I know it's supposed to be, you know, his ki killing Zod is killing his last connection he's ever going to have with Krypton. Blah blah blah. I get all that, and I think that is actually that would have been a lot more powerful if it wasn't for how much carelessness he showed. Superman, I mean, showed you know, with everybody else's lives. I mean, like to say that it's careless though, is such like a stretch. Like the guy's like fighting against a being of his equal strength for the first time ever. And it's like, More he's fighting for experience. his life. Yeah. He's fighting to survive. He's not like, he's like, I'm going to take out this building right here. He's just like to go, like going all at it. It's like, if you're in a fight, you're not like, Oh, I better not step on these, uh, turtles mid-fight no, it's <laughs> fine if it, it, it's fine when when you know it happens because there's no other way but he didn't care he wasn't like oh shit maybe i should punch him up instead of forward they, no. that was an eventual i like, mean the fight he, did, he, make its he way did, towards space yeah, he Dude, did punch him they up. only go to space to show the fucking Wayne enterprises satellite yeah, it's bullshit. that was brutal it's, it's fantastic it's mm. bullshit it's called world building no it's, it's not we already dumb. know we already know bruce wayne fucking exists in this world i didn't <laughs> you know something i i kind of agree with you uh luciano because before when like just rewinding just a little bit in terms of uh zod like do, using like the, the the psychic attack to try to like pitch his case and get clark to cooperate and stuff right there and then we know that clark is like i can't be i can't be part of this they should have done more of that during the zod fight like zod's going ape shit uh clark should have uh superman should have been should have been seeing the destruction he's like no what like if anything could, if they could have done a better job to show his humanity or be like, oh, what the hell am I, I can't, how am I supposed to contain this? Even if it's yeah. just a look, right? And then like that one scene that comes back to me is like when 
Zod, Zod throws uh, uh, throws a truck at him, and Clark just floats over. This is easy. I could just manipulate and just go through the middle, as opposed to like him looking around, seeing that there's still people fleeing for their lives and trying to do something. He may not have full access to. He may not have full confidence with his like fighting ability and like maybe his like freeze breath, but he could have tried. So I th- I yeah. agree with you on that. Like, and then the, it, it, it's like that. It's like a, a sandwich for this whole fight scene with no meat. Like, they started off with, like, Zod, you're a monster and I'm going to stop you. And then, like, towards the end, when, like, Clark, it's like a more contained incident. And he's like, Clark's like, holy shit, okay, I got him in his headlock, but he's not giving up. And, like, I, I got to do so. I have to fucking choose. And, like, yeah. you guys got to whatever. So, like, good finish. Middle was missing something. So, and that's the problem with uh, the, like, this whole depiction of Superman as a god. The problem is that they never showed that even despite all of his powers, he can't do everything. It was the mm-hmm. same thing sure. with in 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 the in the other act where his he doesn't save Jonathan. They could have shown that even though he has power, yeah. he might still have lost his father because he was saving someone else because he didn't want to show his father. Like he, they could do it. Here is the same thing, right? He could show that despite being this powerful, you know, someone can use his humanity against him, and like Zod could throw a bus at a bunch of children and that he has to go fly there and, and yeah. kind of save it. So yeah, like it's, it's, I think the way you put it is good. Like it's, there's some meat missing there. Yeah. Now, I'm going to do something that goes against everything in my bones and say, Oh, I almost kind of a little bit, slightly agree with Luciano. But oh my God. We bit. got it. <laughs> Wrap it up boys. No, let me finish though. <laughs> let me finish. It's um, a boomerang effect. <laughs> let me finish. Go ahead. Wrong. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, no, wow. what I'm saying, like, I agree. It, I'm not like as like nitpicky where I feel like he doesn't care about anyone. Like, obviously, he's fighting to save human and the planet, and like, mm-hmm. there's bigger stakes and than just like trying to stop one building when there's a whole world exploding. I, it didn't bother me as much, but now that when you guys are describing it, I do think that if there were some moments of of him. Just noticing yes and like acknowledging it and maybe even if it, at the end of the whole fight he's like holding the rubble in his hands and just mm. like looking down and realizing all the oh, destruction shit. you know yeah, yeah. and like having a little bit of a moment of being like like a arc that he's like i can't let this happen again or maybe even a mm-hmm. memorial to all the people who died yeah something along those lines i do agree would have given the scene more depth because even in the next movie which we're going to get to eventually you know in, mm. B- in bbs they, they do kind of retcon it because I know it was a big complaint. So they showed the destruction and Batman is so mad about it. And mm-hmm. even in that movie, there's never a scene where Superman's like that day Takes a beat. Will, will stay with me, you know? Yeah, I think I happened. remember, I remember reading after Man of Steel came out, I remember reading like in somewhere in the, in the news, no, it wasn't the news. It was some blog where they calculated how much damage they did <laughs> to the city. And it was like, 19 billion dollars in damage something like that it was like yeah. some insane number <laughs> i mean like yeah like money aside it, 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 i i think now that i'm picturing it in my head i do think that would have given it more like more heft right you know more weight if yeah, yeah if even would... in batman vs superman he was like that day will never i'll never forget that with all yeah. the people that were lost you know and it would have given that last scene a lot more meaning too True. yeah I, like I, I think, think they tried to beat. i think they tried to do that by like in like typical snyder by having like a a small version of like visually it happening instead of like him talking about like, like yeah. him snapping his neck to save that one family. It's like, no, he does care about people, but it, it, it does kind of leave some to the imagination of how he really feels about doing all this, which he, he never talks about. So 
I guess I was a little, you know, I'm a little wrong. PTSD? Yeah, I, I'm going to say this about all the destruction of of the Metropolis. It, it was clearly done in service of the next movie, to me. It was clearly built so so that Batman could get mad about it. And See, A lot and of people think both, that was, like, done in, in like, like, but when I said retconned, like, it was done in response to how many people were upset about how much destruction there was. They I think like, that was oh, always the maybe... plan. I'd, I'd like to think that too, because it really I works great. I think it's great. retconned. So, I think so it's retconned. I don't think it's retconned, but I will also say this. I think it was a really stupid, shitty plan. I think Batman <laughs> being mad that Superman destroyed a bunch of buildings, Batman doesn't care about that shit. Like, yes, Batman's smarter than that to be mad that Superman destroyed buildings while he fought fucking aliens from outer space. Yeah. But that's probably a conversation for, for Batman yeah, versus exactly. Superman. For yeah. another podcast. And that's a story for another day. <laughs> but I, I think overall the ending I think the ending was the getting to the ending of where he has to kill somebody like that is really meaningful and great but you gotta give it more gravitas or more weight to not trying to kill everybody else in the city and I know people have said lots like oh well most of the buildings were empty and he knew that I'm like did he though did he check did he like peek in first like oh this building's clean cool I'm gonna throw his did he through care it. Like, even that's like, I, like it we don't know, right? Seem like it because does. Yeah. The whole movie was like the whole last scene was just and Zack Snyder's really good at this, but really bad at this. He's really good at designing action set pieces that yeah. look really fun. Yeah. But he, they also did it. He the things he does are always like, like a he's so and I complain about this in Justice League, so you guys are probably gonna fucking hate it. But he's so like over the head with everything he does in his movies to just beat it into your fucking skull. Oh, yeah. That oh, it's yeah. like. He destroyed everything he possibly could find to do to show that these guys are super cause and that destroying the shit out of Metropolis. And that's fine. But then when you try to have this tender moment where he has to make a choice over killing this guy to say, you know, kill Krypton and save humanity, it's just like, as you guys put, it's like, yeah, I guess, but why now, bro? And why you can didn't in, you do you this? You can interpret yeah. that in a really Seven bad way, before. right? Because he's yeah. like, oh, I'm, I don't care about all this destruction when humans are dying. But now that I'm killing a Kryptonian, this is bad. Like, obviously, that's not the take. But you can see that in that way, too. Like, he doesn't care about the humans dying. But now that he has to kill a Kryptonian with his bare hands, it's like, oh, shit, this got real now. Yeah. Another, right? so, like, throwaway scene they could have done is just have him, like, x-ray look around all the buildings. Yeah. Go to the military and be like, get everyone out as fast as you can. You know? Yeah. Just yeah, just, yeah. Just, even yeah. that, like a small thing, I think could have fixed a lot of it. But. You know, it's funny. I forgot the military even helped them to save the day. They played a huge part. <laughs> they did. They yeah. actually did a good job. The humans I mean, were useless. They were a, a lot of them were just targets for Feora, which I'm here for because those awesome. like mm-hmm. it's awesome. <laughs> They're just like bunny bunny jumping into people and just ramming them <laughs> is great. A good death <laughs> is its own reward. That was sweet. Great scene. Yeah, it is. It is a good like the the bookends. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really nice. Yeah, I will say shout out to Christopher Maloney. You know, yep, yep, he's great. I felt no. bad for Doctor Hamilton, like Neil Hamilton. Dude figured out the machine was like offset, and then he aligned it, and, and then, then he died. died. Like yeah. they never showed him after he fixed it, and then like the whole plane goes down. Yeah, can I? Can I just? Own. Can I just say something? I know Matt is gonna want to expand on this, but why did it have to be him, and why couldn't Lois have done it? So interesting. I think we're into into our what ifs or our nitpick section where we kind of just point out little things that either we thought were weird or could fix. And Mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. is the perfect example, right? Like, like I think there's one or two too many characters on that plane that need to do stuff. Like 
it would have given Lois more more impact in the story, and and not just Batman's girlfriend or Batman, sorry, Superman's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, don't tell Clark, bro. Dirty sheets <laughs> tell no lies. <laughs> what about Lois? Why'd you say Lois? Why did you say that name? Why'd you say that sleeping in my <laughs> But like. If you want to make Lois a meaningful person, uh, you really got to give her something to do at all stages. And I, I thought there was an opportunity there for her. Like, like why couldn't she have pushed that in? Like, why did she like get Agreed. knocked? Out? Like, they wanted to save her, but like she could have pushed it in, and and, and it could have exploded and kicked her at the back. Like, yeah. just feel like also her surviving there was like kind of hilarious. I found like she's like whoa whoa whoa, and she falls off the back as everybody blows up, and then Superman catches her. Yeah. And yeah, he he like he zeroes in on her and goes, "Oh, I'm gonna let everything else around me just crumble to dust. I'm gonna save mm-hmm, the girl." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he cares about bit. human life. Well, yeah, yeah, human life. Yeah, singular. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, the job. You got to save one person, and then you'll know what to do. Is that, oh, is that a Joss Whedon Justice League reference? No, because he said, "Remember, remember, he says that to the Flash." Just save yeah, one. That was Bruce talking yeah. to Barry. Yeah, that was. Fuck Joss Whedon. That was in the Joss Whedon version. But yeah, we don't talk. still, it was a good line. I'm not talking about Whedon. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. All right, what else, I agree. What, else, what else we got for what ifs? What are some of the things that pissed you off? Oh, I know. I got one. Uh, back in the, during the Smallville fight, I absolutely hated how Clark lectured and, and therefore taught Zod that uh, you've got extra senses, bro. Like you're, you're freaking out because, you know, my parents actually taught me how to do this stuff. And now I could focus on what I want to focus on. Therefore, like he just gave him the key. The dude, like the dude, threatened your mother, and you and his, one of his crew <laughs> beat your mom up, and now you're like yeah. telling, you're explaining to him why he's freaking out. No, don't say anything. Kill him. Let like let him let <laughs> get into his head, and then yeah. just let it be. It's like yes, nah. this is the this is the this is the the the, the Earth sickness, and then Zod be like, damn it, damn it, damn Superman. It. Superman has no trash talk game. Yeah. Zero trash talk game. Yep, yep. I like when he said uh, "not impressed" in uh, in the Justice true, movie. That was pretty. That, there you go. Not impressed. That was very Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, Kansas City Royals talk. One, one okay. of my one of my nitpicks is uh, when I, I found that I found that uh, Henry Cavill is a, is a good actor. Like he's in a lot of stuff. He's got good range, and he does show a good emotion at the end of the movie. But when he first finds out about his alien father, if you watch that scene, he literally has like no emotion or reaction to finding out his like dead father is alive and a hologram and an alien. There's so much like right. coming at him and he's really like, <laughs> so you're from Krypton. And he's like, yes, I'm your father and we're from another alien race. And he goes, huh? And that's like literally his whole reaction. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. entire it's scene. Like, cool. It's like, what he, about he my almost... mother? She died. Huh. It, it's almost like that scene from I think Wolf of Wall Street where you know DiCaprio just tilts the glass to someone who says something to him. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, well, yeah. Cheers. We're both from Krypton. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like that whole scene, I, me- I remember watching it and just being like, like it'd be crazy if he was like, you know, like my family, the whole planet's dead. Don't mind. Like, like, and like I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. an actor, obviously, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you know, like some acting there would have been. Uh, would have been approved. That's like one of my nitpicks for sure. Are there any more of us, Dad? Kind of thing. And like, yeah, no. yeah. It's just he just kind of goes like, "Wow!" Like not even wow. I think he just kind of like listens. Doesn't really so much for anything. the budding reporter. He's like, "I have so many questions," and then he just yeah. let Jor El <laughs> yeah. fill the space. Well, we're gonna talk. Wait, we're gonna talk about Clark the reporter on the next oh, movie yeah, because yeah. holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but that 
But that's an excellent point, right? Like, yeah, he like he's been looking all his life for information about who his true parents were, and when he gets it, it's just like, yeah, it's the Keanu cool. Reeves effect. Yeah, whoa, whoa. yeah, he, a whoa would have been better than what he did. Like, like, I I, like so. literally, like a, a, a whoa would have been better. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't even say whoa. He's he's he just kind of takes it all in, and then he's like, "Here's a suit. Now you can fly." And he's like, "Okay." And then it's like narrator talks over him flying. You know, you'll be. He's got the blue. He's got the, it's the Kryptonian Bluetooth. So I, I think that's a good point is because they let fucking uh, Jor-El go on a long soliloquy of like the history of Krypton and he's just like spewing out facts left, right and center. He doesn't give Clark any chance to ask questions. Like it would have been better mm. if it was like a, a back and forth of conversation and then Clark could seem like he's engaged, but it's just like, hey, you're my dad. Yeah. So Krypton was a planet <laughs> that blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Cool. It's like, where were you all these years, dad? Well, you know. So looking over here at this wonderful <laughs> display. <laughs> we found this planet. Yeah. Uh, but like that, if you guys ever watch, I know I'm going back to Smallville, the show. Do you actually, anyone ever watch that? Yes. Yeah. So that show, they really get into like him finding out his origins. And I remember watching that show and being like, he's like really gets quite emotional about it, like finding out who he is. And it's like quite uh, rewarding when he finds out for the audience and you see his like catharsis and all this stuff. And I'm just like, not just that he gets very conflicted, right? Because it's like, no, I'm not that guy. I'm not from Krypton. I'm, I'm, you know, Jonathan and Martha's kid. Yeah. 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 So I just remember like, like in that scene, I'm just like, "Oh, oh, that's kind of like a bit of a. Let down. A letdown. Yeah. That's because his dad in Smallville is not a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, the opposite. Jonathan Kent on Smallville was actually very like important in terms of forming his character. Whatever. That's true, a different true, show. True. True. Yeah. Um, but they succeeded. One thing that I, I have a, a nitpick with is I don't understand how a ship that has been on Earth for eighteen thousand years mm-hmm. still works with current Kryptonian technology. I just don't That's understand. That's a nitpick for sure. Well, Bro, oh, yeah, of their, course it's their a Their technology nitpick. hasn't evolved, though, because they For 18,000 years? Wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Man. Oh, yeah, because that's hundreds of, year, of hundreds of thousands of years old. Maybe it's backwards compatible. Maybe came. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Backwards compatibility game in Krypton yeah. is 100%. Yeah. Like <laughs> It plays DVDs, too. Are you so listening <laughs> Xbox and PS, PS4, 5, 6? You, you can watch Betamax and Blu-ray on that. This goes all the way back. So, but here's what I'm going to say, right? And this is going to be a really bad example, but I think it works. You know how we have guns and they shoot bullets and those bullets kill people? Mm. Like that works. Elaborate, please. We have, listen, if you want to, (laughs) we want me to elaborate, just go look at America. Oh, there you go. So my point is, is that we've reached basically a point where guns just kill people really well. And like the improvements we've made on guns is slow to a crawl because they get the job done. They're very effective. So my argument is like Krypton got to the point where all the technology was badass and worked per- really well, and then just stopped trying to make mm-hmm. it better because they're lazy fucks. It's yeah, true. I mean they're still riding dragons. They're stagnated. I don't know, and, and I like I don't understand why that ship has suddenly has like it's eighteen thousand years old, but it still has a House of L uniform that happens to be blue with a with a red cape when everything That's else. That's the is science black. house, bro. All the I don't care, dude. It's, from there, have it's, you heard? Have you heard of three D printing? He, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and this is something <laughs> we talked about on the Justice League movie. Is why why does it have to be like gigantic numbers? Why does it have to be eighteen thousand years? Why does it have to be a hundred thousand planets? Like, <laughs> just make a more believable fucking number, and then it's gonna be fine. No, it's impressive. You're dumb, and unless I hit you over the head with it, you won't understand. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Bigger like is better. Zack Snyder. They're 101. so advanced that you know 
18,000 years ago, their technology was so far beyond ours that it's not even worth mentioning. Like I, it's, it's, of course, it's a nitpick, but it's, it bothered me. That is, a, that me is a, a true nitpick where it's so small. Yeah. It's like, I don't even yeah. know how to answer. That's, Have you that's, met me? That's what this section is for. Just wrap <laughs> all the shit that pissed you off that was dumb or didn't make any sense. Like, I got to be honest with you. I'm really tired of the trope of dumb military. It's just yeah. boring. Yeah. But the military did a lot to save the day in this. Yeah, but then at the end, the 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 captain woman was just ogling. It's true. That yeah. was offensive. But it's Henry Cavill. Still. True, but still. But like, she's a fucking army captain. She's not just going to ogle any hot piece of ass that walks down the street and be like, oh, he's really hot. She's going to keep it inside and then go, you know, figure it out with a bath later on. <laughs> but yo. <laughs> figure it out. But they, it's also, it's double insulting because that's Carol Ferris, Matt. That's yeah. Carol Ferris. That was a, that's the I'm Easter sorry, what egg. now? The, ca- the, the woman captain yeah. is Hal Jordan's future love interest. Yeah. That was Carol Ferris. There's no fucking way in a million goddamn. Look, look at not it. Look at it. Not J.J. Abrams. I hate I'm just kidding, everybody. Yeah. Zack Snyder should not be allowed to even think about a Green Lantern ever again <laughs> in his entire fucking life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they dropped the ball on that part. And J.J. Abrams either, just in case. J.J. Oh, man, don't even get me started on J.J. Abrams. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, I'd prefer over you. Oh, for sure. Me too. Either J.J. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I, don't even, I know this is kind of off from what the theme is. I, I just, I have an honorable mention for a thing I did like because I like okay. the movie. <laughs> uh, I really liked the uh, arrival scene of the aliens where he's like, you are not alone. Huh. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. Like, it, yeah. it's just a very interesting way to have them arrive. It's very horror-y. It's it, it very good... like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or however yeah. you yeah. call that movie in English. A little scary. It was just. It, it, it would've been cool if they kind of followed that theme a little more, like that that darkness of them. And but I, I just thought it was really cool. I, I do have one question though about that scene, and mm-hmm. I, this is what I mean. It brings it back to the what ifs or nitpicks. They have like one ship with them right now, and that whole ship can shut down the entire Earth, like infrastructure. Yeah, their technology is advanced. It's broadcasting bro. tech. It's yeah. it's like uh, okay, something something technology that's too advanced can seem like magic. That's the explanation for everything that Kryptonian technology does in this movie. Right. You so, mean, like, why? Go ahead. Go ahead. So, why don't they just like shut down everything on the planet with tech? Why do they have yep. to like drag out Superman and bring the world? Eater and all that jazz. Because it, it was a, it was a quantum anomaly. Jeez, just accept it. <laughs> they also didn't know where that. They didn't even know that the person they were looking for was Clark. They were trying to, you know, scare out, threaten mm-hmm. mind games, scare out their 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 target. Mm-hmm. In all languages, even Klingon. Yeah, there you uh, go. That that, <laughs> uni- that universal translator is great. Mm-hmm. That they have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My I got an honorable mention uh, and a and a nitpick. Honorable mention: the entire freaking soundtrack. Uh, oh yeah, one, so good. Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL keep keep scoring things together. Well, it didn't sound like that. <laughs> it didn't sound like that. No. Okay, so stop good. it. Spencer, you shouldn't score movies with that, your mouth. That was great. It <laughs> literally sounded exactly like that. I'm actually playing a recording of it. You guys wow. are the ones who are wrong. I wow. think Junkie XL is better when he has Hans Zimmer guiding him. Yeah, mm. I was going to say the I same I agree thing. with that. Hans Zimmer's a genius. So it's like, Completely. I think any score with Hans Zimmer's involvement is going to be better. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's, it's a nice to get that, those, that balance in there. And, and I think you're right, Chris. It's, it's a good balance. Uh, 
for the, the soundtrack. Like, even when um, Perry White and um, and like the, his uh, the other two coworkers and they were trying to get uh, Penny out of the rubble, you still like it. It flowed perfectly between Superman trying to take down that world engine and then like them being like trapped and then like that moment when like Lawrence Fish Perry White's like we're gonna die. There's nothing we can do. I'm, but I'm gonna hold your hand. It's still so emotionally charged. Like but everything mm-hmm. and then like the first flight scene. Like everything, the music hit yeah. all the right notes to help carry the movie. And then, like, even though, like, some people will will, will probably will, will will fight to the to the death over the John Williams version. And you know, I appreciate it and I respect it. But I think this really does a really good job. The new this, I guess you could call it like the modern Superman theme. I think it does a really good job to help transition and offer something else. I'm not saying it's one over the other. I think it's yeah. like a growth direction. No, I, think I don't the, think the John Williams one, one would have fit this movie. Sorry. It was in it was I, in the Justice League Joss Whedon version. Was it? it? Was yeah. We Dude, don't talk oh, about that. Oh, that's right. The a little Superman tidbit original. of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't no. talk about that. So we know it doesn't matter again. <laughs> I don't think the John Williams Superman theme would have fit this movie. It's no. a different tone. No. It's yeah. I, mean, I love it, that theme. It's one of my favorite of all time. But it wouldn't yeah. have fit here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want me? You guys want me to sing it for you? No, thanks. No. So my nitpick <laughs> is that... <laughs> I can definitely mute you, Spencer. Don't worry. Oh. Uh, my nitpick is uh, after all the screen time that we had with General Swanwick, we never find out that it was Martian Man- Manhunter. Not even a stinger in the credits. Like that scene that we got in the Spider-Cut. Yeah, it we find it two movies later. It was retconned. Still. Yeah, it was retconned. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really that makes, it makes that. sense. It makes sense that we don't find it out because it wasn't there to begin with. <laughs> is that is that accurate though? I'm, I'm as far as I know, yeah, sure, yeah. He was secretly Martha all along. Yeah, <laughs> I've read stuff that that Zack Snyder kind of in, intended to have Green Lantern in in Justice yeah, League, and I they said, wouldn't let him. I said that in our podcast, but in what in what capacity? <laughs> right. that, that's how I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, you're like. <laughs> in, in the capacity of something that dies within two seconds of appearing? No, li- li- literally. Like, oh, okay. I, I think, I think, I think, in a much different capacity than and uh, Martha Manhunter showed up as. Yeah. So no Swanwick is what you're saying, and then potentially a Jordan. I was that well, the original. This idea? movie wasn't planning. He didn't. To set up he didn't stuff. specify the Green Lantern, but but mm. no. I don't care no who, but Manhunter. a TL. Yeah. Remind yeah. me, did this? Was the MCU around when this movie was made? Like, was it yeah. like an actual official? 2013. Oh, yeah. yeah. MCU Iron Man was out. For like, and yeah, yeah. Like six, seven years. I, just, I, just, I don't think they like started this thinking it was going to be... Because I know this was like kind of like they were trying to recreate a Dark Knight kind of vibe. Yeah. And they brought that's, Christopher that, Nolan over. That's what over. I understand as well. He was a producer yeah. on Man of Steel. So I think it kind of yeah. evolved. It was like, it was like originally it was going to be like, okay, we're going to make a Man of Steel. That's like the vibe of, of Batman that did so well. We're going to bring Christopher Nolan across. And then while they're making Which, it, they see the success of the MCU and typical WB. They're like, maybe we can use this to start our universe. If it does well. Yeah. You know, I think. But it was I, I think that's a good point, Spencer, because to me, that's one of the main mistakes of this movie is the tone is trying to make the story the superman story as gloomy and as brooding as batman's yeah i don't like that at all like they tried I, to push it as far as i like could. it but it was definitely going for like a different they're they're Five. like like they made remember they made a uh, superman uh returns is that the one with brandon oh, Ruth? Like, oh god, Sad, and, god. and you could yes. see they were like an, made by another horrible person right brian singer yeah yep yep and we don't um, talk about him either we don't yeah well we can we can bash talk them fuck that guy he's a piece so, of human shit he's a, also a piece of human shit and, We've um, talked well, about 
And there so is Kevin Spacey, who plays Lex Luthor. Lex so. Luthor. Oh wow, that's great. That movie's filled with pedophiles. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that 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 was an example of uh, of like them going for that lighter tone, and that didn't work either. So I think they're ready to be like, all right, let's just let's just start this roll the ball somewhere new. And I do agree that like Man of Steel, Superman should be hope, and I think that's what they were evolving to. I, I brought that up on our other podcast, that's Justice League. But I think this was supposed to be a uh, realistic origin. But mm-hmm. teach his own. It's more sci-fi than it is like direct adaptation from the comics. Totally. And I think they really they had a really good that was a great sweet spot or a lens to focus through, which is why I'm I'm, yeah, I'm totally cool with it. Um, that's like my a, that's my. It's like an alien, it's like an alien invasion movie more than it is a superhero movie. Really, when I, you look I, have a, so. I have a big nitpick that, mm-hmm. that this kind of revolves no, around. Make that. it fast. Yeah, <laughs> I. Why the fuck do we have to be clubbed over the head with the whole Jesus imagery every time Superman shows up? Wait. Because that's always a Superman thing. It's yeah, but that, period. I don't. I don't mind the like the the symbology being there. It's just how overt. Like even when he has having a conversation like with Lois in that in, in that uh, interrogation scene, he's like, "Oh, I've been here thirty three years, General." I'm like, right. "Really? Mm. Come on!" And then she points at the it's, S, and he's like, "On my planet, it's a cross." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't mind the parallels. They've always been there, like you said, Chris. I just, but I don't. Too much. It's always every time Superman shows, I'm, I'm surprised there's not a, like a Gregorian chant in the back. Yeah, I, I do like, cringe whenever he like strikes the T-pos. You know, and it's yeah, like like he doesn't yeah a little too much. I have, I have a question for you. Okay. I have let's two things. One Make one it is a and it's one, not a question. What do you, no, what's your sorry. problem with Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Let's have a conversation. Um, so the, the first thing I want to point out for for the, for my last sort of nitpick is. How did Lois Lane just fucking spy Superman running off in the Arctic, like the yeah. tiny camera? Yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> he, that was, so... She didn't even. She didn't like. She didn't. She wasn't even f- uh, close enough to be like, wait a minute, something's there. Take another picture and zoom. That was yeah. that was dumb. That wasn't even dumb luck. That was plot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So good. We're all in agreement. That was dumb and that. stupid plot. Yeah. And the question is like, I noticed this in the movie, and I just have to ask this question: like, how do you fly? Without looking stupid, because like the, the flying looked cool when when Superman flies, you, you have to put your arms out, right? But wouldn't right. that be tiring after a while if you like flew around a long time with your arms out? Like if you're a you human. can't put them by your side. You think he gets tired uh, holding up his own arms? Nah, I don't know, man. Geez. Like no. to me, to no, me, it's more the exp- the expression on his face is kind of dorky. When which I suppose any of us would make a dorky expression if we were flying. Well, over our own powers. Are you so. talking about? Are you talking about like the first flight scene? Yeah. Well, that's. I, I think I think that's a bit too much, dude. Because like, if you fight, he was trying to figure it out, and he gets it. And now he's getting control. Yeah. Now, why would you not have fun with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, like, I, smiles, but then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't. I don't think it's a problem that you look like. I, I know I would look super happy if I could fly on my own. Mm. <laughs> like you wouldn't be. I wouldn't be, be like, oh, this is very interesting. Let me put my monocle. On. Okay, I'll just <laughs> not. But like, it's <laughs> to put me. Put on my flying monocle. Yeah. <laughs> What I really like about that first flight scene is how they pay homage to the very, very early story of Superman, where he he 
would just leap tall buildings, right? True, and that's how he true. starts. He's just leaping yep. until he finds he can fly. I, I really like that. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, that was cool. And I guess the sort of like the the iconic uh, space shot when he uh, when he breaks orbit and then kind of floats for a little bit and then heads back down. Yeah, if he didn't strike a T pose at that point, I would have liked that very much. He yeah. didn't do it then. It I was, think he does. He, he does every time his his the sun is behind him. He does. Yeah. I mean, I there is that, a, there okay. is an in world like explanations because he's like absorbing the sun. Right, but I think that's even no. Yeah. That's not funny. That's that's his physiology. <laughs> yeah, sir. sure. Like you know, I thought you I thought you knew enough. It doesn't exist in the movie, so sorry. Doesn't what do you mean here. it doesn't exist in the no, movie? No, that's what he does. He like flies up into space to absorb the sun. That's why he's Yes, that's exactly it. He, right, but we don't says no, any, no one any says point that in the, in the movie. movie. Oh my yeah. if you don't know that, you you, you shouldn't have a yeah. podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's true. And then the supercharge, like if he flies into the sun, he gets uh, he gets that that multiplier effect. Mm-hmm. That's why. Oh, you he mean went... like in Superman Four when he he comes back as a blonde with a mullet? Listen, you. We no. don't talk about that. <laughs> Technically, movie. that's there not was him. No... Listen, cloning wasn't a thing back then, sir. <laughs> and that's why in Justice League he wears the black suit because it absorbs exactly. more sunlight. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Death of no. Superman <laughs> comics. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The black gonna... suit is just cool. That's you it. had your chance, and you didn't talk about that shit. Then we're not talking about it now. We but just I have a did. Question. And we still won. I'm just gonna cut that. Don't worry about it. Well, <laughs> um, social media. You're not gonna happened. cancel. You're already canceled. No. Um, yeah. The question I have about so someone explained to me this to me, and I'm sure you're gonna reference the comics, which is fine. Superman can breathe in space, no, but the Kryptonian no. air fucks him up. Like, what's what's going on there? No atmosphere stuff. Okay, so the yeah, what you want to go, Spencer? I, I just know he doesn't need to breathe in space. He just holds his breath. He just holds his breath. Yeah. 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 And then the, okay. that Kryptonian atmosphere thing is that that's the okay. Next point? Well, no, that's fine. If he's holding his breath, that's fine. But like, yeah, so how long does he hold his breath for? Like as long as he wants, because he's Superman. Pretty yeah. much. All right. Well, whatever. It, it's it is weird because what what Jarrell says in the beginning of the movie is that his cells are gonna eat up the radiation or whatever. He'll right. Drink it up. And it drink doesn't really her. touch he on. Said, he said, drink up, drinks it up. I, Not whatever. a sip, sir. Not a gulp. My son, you're going to drink up the radiation. He says he's going to drink it <laughs> like that, iced tea. Is that you trying to do like a Russell Crowe? Yeah, was that, a Russell that seemed Crow? like a Brando it's, Crow. It's like a Brando <laughs> Russell Crowe cross. You're going to drink up the thing. If you get as drunk as I am, maybe you'll get somewhere. Yeah, but like... Um, they they do he does say that it's the sun's re, uh, re, um, yeah. radiation right yeah it doesn't really touch on atmosphere and it's kind of weird I agree with Matt mm-hmm. it's kind of weird that he can hold his breath in space but if he breathes Kryptonian atmosphere the powers go away it's kind of strange to yeah me. they what they could have done to fix that um, I, I I dig this nitpick is if um is if like their the, the phantom drive uh, was powered off like a reddish looking energy. Well, no, kryptonite is kryptonite's the the irradiated uh, the irradiated yeah. Earth planet of yeah. right. exploded Krypton. So, like, is since it the red sun that depletes his, uh, his yeah, energy? because like all Kryptonians they grew up under ah, like, under gotcha, that sun, gotcha, right? Yeah, good idea. And yeah, that's like yeah. that's what they could have done instead of this like weird blue blah blah blah. But they, see, that could have been. I think molded a little bit better. So like maybe the feel, the look and feel is like more red deeper. And then like, what's going on? It's like, well, this is our atmosphere, bro. And then that's it. (laughs) And they say, bro. Exactly. Yeah. They should, 
Kryptonians should always say bro at the end of every sentence. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I will find him! Bro. Bro. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> I will build Krypton on his bones, bro. bro. <laughs> so Keanu Reeves as yeah. uh, General Zod. As every Kryptonian. Excellent. Yeah. Brando Crow Reeves. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. Okay. Um, so I think if anybody does anybody else have any nitpicks or should we do our ratings and move on with our lives? Let's get the fuck out of here. We're we've talked enough about this. All right, Chris. Uh, um out of ten, I would give it I would give it Seven seven coward. point nine, what? Seven to seven point nine. No, seven point nine. Period. Oh, okay. I was giving an A, dude. Why are you a coward? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? Fuck all you guys. I'm going home on a ten. Oh wait, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Seven point ten is period, eight. So, I right. didn't say seven point ten. I'm going home on a ten. Y'all <laughs> don't know math. Fuck this uh, rating system. Seven point ten is I did eight. Not, what the fuck? I just said ten. <laughs> I think seven point ten is like. Is 7. Oh, it's not seven point ten. Y'all don't know how to count. You try to, you try to, you try. To, my God, you never seen this movie? I think he's lost. Chris, he's that lost was his mind. One. Chris, yeah. shut up, nah, Spencer. Man. He's lost his mind. Um, I don't know math. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be bold and say I was actually gonna say eight, but I'm gonna say eight point one for, for Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Good movie. Uh, Watch it. Uh, Sure. Matt? Seven's the coward's number, and that includes everything from 7.9 to 7.10. <laughs> I am going to give it a five. Oh my gosh, this case. I think it had some really strong pieces it's mixed great. into Zack Snyder's inability to allow nuance to develop in his films. It is a four out of ten oh for God. me. These guys gave <laughs> these guys gave Godfather two uh, a three, so a nine. Just so nine. you know, Godfather two. Is See, you nine. still don't know math. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you why. This is super contrived story that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if you dig at it. Uh, there's a lot of like things that only happen. To, fu- to further the plot that with a minor change would not make any sense to happen at all. And the tone of the movie is just like, I, I remember hating it when I first watched it in the, in the theaters when it came out. And I hated it having to watch it again to record this podcast. And if I never see it again, it will be too soon. It's not a good movie. It has some good ideas that were badly implemented. Great casting. Not going to complain about that. Great visuals. I love the scene when we're following Superman and he's punching Zod. One of the greatest super fights I've ever seen mm-hmm. in terms of like just visuals. One of the greatest scenes but, he's ever seen. But for, it's not happy. But, yeah, But it's not about being happy. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to be happy. It just doesn't have to be gloomy as shit. You, or whatever. Hey, you know the scale's out of 10, right? Still doesn't know math. Yeah. What? Four out of 10. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, that's what you said. I, I, okay, you're setting your scale up for like it feels like everything is living in the lower end, and when you get to a ten, we're gonna yeah. What's you. it? Can you give me an example of what a ten is? Someone had to say it. I said uh, like, if this is a four. I don't know what the scaling system is. What's a one? 
What's what's a the one? wedding cut? Have you have you ever seen Alone in the Dark the movie? Yes, um, I saw. I saw one. it in theaters. I agree with that's, that rating. That's a one. <laughs> now what's a ten? The best, the best part of the, the of the Alone in the Dark movie is that Wish I Had an Angel by Night, which plays in the credits. Yeah. That's the best part of that movie. And it, um, and it I don't know Christian if Slater's I can. Slater's career. Um, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back maybe is a ten. Hmm. Yeah. Honestly, there's no way Empire Strikes Back is a ten. It's got some problems. Ew, th- yeah, I don't like giving. It's called tens. the acting for I, one. I don't like giving one as well. I, I, it's very rare that I'll give it a one or a ten. But anyway, so they gave it Matt, a four, but tens don't exist. Okay, I, I, yeah, I, then, it's, it's from it's, it's from two to nine. Two to nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that makes it worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Matt, take us out of here. Oh yeah, Spencer, Chris, hate you guys. Did you? Didn't you, you? What about? Okay, I thought you were going to give your rating, Matt, but yeah. Thanks. I did, did already. I did What's wrong with you? <laughs> wow. See, all this was, meandering. You didn't he, even listen to me. I'm, yeah, I'm really he was, hurt. He was screaming at the time. Oh, well, yeah, he does that. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, thanks for screaming. Spencer, yeah. thank you for um, giving us lots of incriminating information to yeah. send your wife whenever <laughs> I need to. <laughs> Please don't release this. <laughs> release the Spencer cut. Uh, no. Please don't. Um, if you want to tell Spencer why older women are okay, if you want to ask Chris why he yells all the time, if you want to tell Cobra why his two to nine movie scale is fucked up, or you want to ask me how to do math, because I don't know, um, then by all means, email us at yourwrongcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you can spell your, then you've won the game. Uh, we also have a website uh, that is www.your wrongcast at uh, .ca, sorry. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, for now, I'm Matt. I am Luciano. There's Spencer and Chris. You're all wrong. Uh, I thought you were going to like say goodbye <laughs> for us. Uh, uh, I, I just did. Uh, goodbye. Okay. Bye. Yeah.